Welcome to the Intermingle Podcast, a podcast for conversation, connection, and unpacking the gay male experience from a POC perspective. We're your hosts, Chris and Gene. Welcome back, everyone. Are you guys? We are back. It's episode three of the podcast. Numero tres. Look at us being consistent. I mean... I'm kind of shocked. I'm so proud of us. I'm shocked I'm here. <laughs> I'm a procrastinator. Why are you so shocked? I, I'm a Sagittarius, so we start things and we don't finish them. Mm, I don't but know if that's a Sag thing or if that's just a personal <laughs> problem. That's right a there. Sag thing, okay? All my Sag, <laughs> Sages know what I'm talking about. We'll see about that. But I'm glad we're Any back. Any Sag out there, the Sag girls, give us a comment. Please let us confirm. know. Give us some feedback. Please Is that a Sag thing? Not just me. Because I feel like that's a Chris thing. Well, you know how they can let us know now is that they can actually leave a voicemail that's right you guys we have a very special announcement we have a website it is live wow intermingopodcast.com it's official check it out and like chris was saying you could leave a voicemail on there um you could leave us your questions your feedback and you might get played on our show so give that a go intermingopodcast.com so now we have a website we have an email we have an instagram you know what don't we have an only fans and a porn hub which is in the works and a tiktok we don't have a oh TikTok. and it's a yeah sure yeah. and a facebook and a fa- we're not having facebook <laughs> we're not getting facebook who's on facebook who do you know that is our age or younger who has a facebook <laughs> you know i um, that's, that's a tough question that's a, a very tough question time. i'm not giving um what's that guy's name who owns it um mark zuckerberg zuckerberg i'm not giving him another goddamn dollar well we're on instagram though so (laughs) yes yeah great all right you guys well you think there's gonna be a gay gayberhood in the metaverse i'm (sighs) sure there is you think you can have sex with other people in the metaverse Uh, no they're not there yet Uh, but it's only a matter of time come on the gays love that shit oh glory hole in the metaverse (laughs) i'm starting a bathhouse in the metaverse Mm. okay i'm into it sounds fun but guys, yeah, check out the oh website. yeah, so the website. Sorry. So in addition to being able to leave a voicemail message to us, you can also leave us a message through our contact form, and you could also drop your email addresses, and we will be sending out a newsletter very soon. Hopefully, uh, yeah. like a monthly newsletter. Yeah, um, but that's TBD. Good. Yeah, Eugene's going to have to take care of this newsletter because I'm not writing yeah. anything. I'm a horrible writer. I didn't go to college. Eugene went to college. <laughs> My issue will have typos and you guys just don't want it. No. Yeah, you guys don't want that. Oh. But if you want a newsletter, send us an email and sign send up us, for our yeah. newsletter. Yeah, perfect. All right, you guys. So that is the big igna- announcement for the week. But let's get into the topic of the subject. Which is? which is reflecting on our gay youth. So Ooh. I thought we could kind of talk about Girl, what trauma. it was like. Yeah, the trauma of being a gay child, figuring it all out, you know? Great. Um, what inspired this conversation um, to be had for us is that in Florida right now, they just passed the Don't Say Gay Bill, you know? And I'm sure a lot of you are very familiar with what's going on out there. It's all over the socials. It's all over the socials. And um, it's very sad, you know, to be a gay kid um, growing up. In Florida? Up. Well, growing or up in Texas. general, but to be Ugh. in a conservative state where this is now at the forefront of the news cycle. I mean, I can't imagine being a kid out there that's seeing this who's in the closet or struggling with their identity or even out in the open. And then they have to deal with that. Be, deal with that. It's so sad, you know, but 
On the flip side, I have seen a lot of positive news coming out of this, um, specifically on TikTok. I saw um, a TikTok where a bunch of kids, they they left their classrooms and they were out in the school chanting, we say gay, you mm. know, and it was like they kids were mosh of pitting. all types. I mosh, saw them. I like, didn't see that. They looked like a mosh circle. They were going hard. <laughs> looked like a damn rock and roll you know, concert out I'm there. I'm down for it. Rebel kids. Keep yeah. rebelling and break windows. Fuck that shit. You oh, know? Atlanta. Yeah, so I mean that's the good that's coming out of it, and hopefully, Florida it's this new generation. They're yeah, so absolutely. outspoken, and it's so inspiring to see that because even growing up, my my you know I'm not that much older than these kids are, <laughs> <laughs> but so it wasn't that long ago that I was in school, and I can't even imagine like my classmates out there chanting "We say gay." Are you yeah, kidding me? Absolutely. I mean, I I wouldn't be out there. I'd be in my classroom with my Bible. Exactly, talking me about, too. I don't say gay. That uh, ain't me. Uh. <laughs> like, look at these gay people out here. Stone them. Right. Okay. Girl, and then I go home and watch gay porn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let's, let's get into it. So talk to me about what it was like at, for you as a kid. When did you realize that you were different? Oh, when did I realize I was different? Oh, probably early on. I would say like at least first grade. Mm, wow. Because, you know, like I would just like look at other kids in my class and I would just be like, hmm, I kind of want to hang out with them mm. instead of hanging out with the girl. So there was like a, a tingle. A so tingle in my pickle. <laughs> but was it my in pickle, pickle was tingling? Oh, well, I mean, I don't know. If it at was, that age? I don't know if it was in my pickle, but it was some. it was somewhere. Mm-hmm. Something was tingling. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't know how to explain it. I just wanted to hang out with them. Mm. And then I remember the, I think my first celebrity crush was Robin from Batman and Robin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, this is different because girl poison Ivy is in this movie and I'm not looking at her. Yeah. I mean, especially those suits that they were wearing. I mean, Ooh. come on, like that bulge. I'm talking about the butt. The nipples. The, the butt. The, those suits literally had nipples on Ooh. them. Girl, no wonder I got mine pierced. <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, yeah, so I would say that I guess I had little crushes on my classmates, but I didn't mm-hmm. know what it was. Um, and then I think after that Batman and Robin movie, I was like, ooh, something's definitely different here. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what gay meant. I oh, didn't know what okay. gay was. I didn't know it was bad. No one really talked about it. So when did you realize that you were gay? When I first, you know, I grew up Catholic. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a Mexican Catholic household. Mm-hmm. So it's not the most inviting of the LGBTQ plus community. So, I remember going to church, and then they were starting to say something about, like, gay mm-hmm. and homosexuals and men liking men and men laying in bed with men. And I'm like, oh, that sounds fun. <laughs> and then they said how bad it was. I'm like, oh. You're going to hell, girl. girl. You don't want to do that. You don't want to lie with men like you lie with women. Are you crazy? I do want to lie with men. <laughs> uh, but I had to keep it inside. So, that's when I knew it was like, oh, shit yet Mm -hmm. this is what that is that's what i am i'm going to hell and how old were you at that time oh i don't remember so it had to be in when did the batman movie come out like 96 97 yeah it was around that time oh i don't know yeah mid 90s so i was eight Mm. six seven eight ish well maybe younger than no younger than that Mm. 
Okay. No, I don't know. You guys, I'm really, my, my chronological order is really bad. Because <laughs> so, I was going to say at that, those years, I was like eight or nine. And I'm like four years older than you. So oh, you, you had to be much younger. Girl, I had no idea, but I wasn't a little child. Mm. So I just knew I was, that's when I knew it was like, it was gay. Yeah. And then when kids would start saying, oh, that's so gay. Yeah. You know, in the playground. I'm like, oh shit, that's bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah. How about you? Well, when I first realized that I was different, it was probably like 1879. <laughs> 1879, yes. Um, but I was, I mean, I knew I was different from a very young age, like kindergarten, first grade. You know, I was on the quieter side as a kid and I didn't like to hang out with other kids. I was a little bit of a mama's boy, actually. And I just oh. got so like. I was so shy and anytime like I would go to school like I would cry before going to school I was a very sensitive child so there was always something going on with me Um, so I knew I was different from other kids in that regard but I also always knew that I liked other boys you know and in my head always knew yeah I always knew even at that young age like i just there was something in my heart like like the tingle so to speak you know in your heart in my heart because it wasn't in my butthole because (laughs) i was a little child okay and i didn't have those things happening to me yet okay (laughs) but um i i knew there was something off about me and i knew that i liked other boys and i thought all boys liked other boys Honestly. Oh, you didn't you didn't think you were like unique. You thought everyone yeah, felt like this. Yeah, I thought if I'm feeling this, then this must be what other boys feel too, you know? And then in the third grade, that was when I realized, like that's when I first heard the the term gay, and then I quickly realized based on like the the way people were throwing it around that it was a bad thing. Do and you remember then, the mm-hmm. Macklemore song when yes. I was in the third grade? Mm-hmm. I that, was that was so was relatable to me. I can draw Fun fact, you guys, in the third grade, I won a drawing competition at my school and I got a letter from the mayor of Los Angeles telling me, and I think it was actually displayed at City Hall for like a week or something. Wow, that's so special. In the third grade. I thought that I was gay. gay. They They were like, this kid in East LA (laughs) doing these art projects, that kid is gay and we need to display this shit. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't send it to the WeHo City Hall. But yeah, so the third grade, you thought you were gay. Yeah, so in the third grade, I had a name for what I like felt, you know, and then I quickly realized when kids were throwing it around as an insult that gay was not something that you wanted to be. And so um, I, I, retreated inward you know and I was like you know I'm not gonna say this out loud or like I was just so ashamed of myself Mm -hmm. and like when little boys had crushes on little girls I would fake having crushes on girls in my class that's normal yeah and so I mean there was just a lot of anxiety and fear that came out of those experiences and then just like you with religion um that played another role on on top of like me knowing what gay was and it was insulting but now I have like the church and my parents talking about gay is a sin and you're going to hell if you are having those attractions and so I had a lot of anxiety as a kid I'm sure because Eugenio and I both grew up in Catholic households but then his parents converted to Christianity no even evangelical christianity evangelical christian the crazy of the crazy the crazies of the crazies so i mean and 
your father was a marine oh yeah so and i came from a military household so all those different intersections coming into play as a youth were just very difficult for my um mental health so (laughs) you are black and asian and i'm latino it's like we didn't really come from the most accepting household no so yeah we really struggled to climb (laughs) out of that you know (laughs) okay so you realize that something well for you, you didn't think it was off. You thought all the boys acted like this or yeah, felt like this. Yeah, at first, before I had at a name first. to it. And then you realized you were gay mm-hmm. in third grade. In the third grade, yeah. I had a name for it. Yeah. And then um, with my evangelical Christianity, like we, they would preach every week. I'm like, why are they so obsessed with me? <laughs> you know, they would preach all the time about gay this, gay that. And they even had like those conversion like programs at oh my, my church. And I was so scared that my parents, if they found out, they would throw me into that shit and oh it would just be game God. over for me. Because can you imagine like, for me as a kid with all that fear and anxiety and depression like i would have done really bad things to myself i think if i were to have been outed or had to come out at that age mm. it was just such a scary thought and i i thought like there's no way i could come out of this you know did you ever pray that you were straight oh yeah every night i was like really into my christianity i i was like one of those bible thumping like children trying to convert my friends in school you know really yeah i had a pocket bible and everything oh my uh okay i think i mean i had an escapulario i had a cross and all Mm. that but it it was never because i wanted to it Mm. always felt because you know my parents put this on me and it's something they believed in and my whole house was just filled with crosses and virgen de guadalupe everywhere and you know pray to god Mm -hmm. so i felt like it was forced on me yeah, I, I get that with Catholicism, you know, because you guys are like very based in tradition. But then when we we were also Catholic and then we converted to um, Christianity and that was a whole nother thing because like Christianity, it's a, level. it's a whole nother level and they talk shit about Catholics and you shouldn't be doing this and that. And Did you ever get um, first communion or mm-hmm. really? I went through reconciliation and then I got, is that what the first that? communion? No, for, I, oh, is that what they call it? Yeah, that's because I remember I did first communion, and then I didn't finish confirmation. Oh, okay. I think that's what I did confirmation during confirmation while I was going to classes. That's when um, Prop Eight Ah, in California Mm -hmm. was happening, Mm -hmm. and you know I did my first confirmation. Blah 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 blah. I was forced into it, and then I remember going to class for confirmation, and then the teacher was like, "Hey, you guys, before you go, make sure to tell your parents to vote. Was it yes if you were against it?" Um, I forgot. So it was no on Prop 8 if you were against um, it. And the yes was um, banning gay marriage. No was to... So yes was to ban it. Yes. Yeah, so, uh-huh. yeah, so I remember they're like, tell your parents to vote yes on Prop 8. Yeah. Um, you know, it's about gay marriage. It's not right, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, girl, why the hell do you care so much? <laughs> so then my mom picked me up and I said, I am not going back to confirmation class ever again. Wow, look at you. I know. And she asked me why. And I didn't want to say why because I didn't want her to know that I was gay. Mm. So I was just like, you know, there's some kids in there who are from my school and they bully me. Wow. That's so, I mean, that's so intuitive, I think, for you as a child to like, 
like hear those things and then like actually go against it even though you didn't like say it was because you were gay but even to have that forethought and I think courage to be like you know what I don't want to be a part of that that says a lot about you and how you were raised I think well yes but at that time both of my parents were incredibly religious Mm -hmm. I mean we, we had a youth group my mom and dad went to like Bible study every Thursday. We went to church every Sunday. It was a lot. Mm. It was a lot. You know, you know my mom now and she's very open and very oh, spiritual. Yeah. She's not like that at no. all. I can't no. even like picture her as being that type of a religious woman. So try to picture that, me growing up with that and yeah. me hearing my own parents talk about how gay, how bad gay being gay is. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I'm never going to come out. Yeah. This is not going to happen. I don't think I was ever going to, I did not think I would ever come out, you know, like I was so fearful of that, even being found out, you know, like as a kid, I always tried super hard to make it seem like I was straight so that nobody could come back and question me. I saw photos of Eugene when he was younger and he was dressed like a little cholito from Temecula. (laughs) Girl, you're really a gangster in the suburbs. Okay. <laughs> you know, but you, I get you know, it. You were trying I, to cover yourself. I was trying to cover myself, you know, because I mean, for me, when I was that age and I knew that gay was wrong, like I tried so hard to make it seem like I wasn't that, even to the point where like I changed the way I walk, I changed the way I talk, and I did not want anybody to have any suspicions of me being gay but the the funny thing is like everybody was throwing around you're so gay you're this you're that you know and when people would say that to me i'd be like oh my god are they know, are, are they know? oh my god i'm not i'm not hiding enough you know so mm-hmm. like when people are saying that's so gay like it really was an insult for me because i knew i was that i remember in in middle school and high school i ha- i pretty much turned like homophobic mm-hmm. like i'd be like you're so gay. I would use the F word. I'd be like, man, stop being a faggot. Yeah. You're so like, like, stop being a faggot. And then I go home and watch gay porn. Yeah. How contradicting. Same. Same <laughs> Fuck you, faggots. Get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> you know? And then go home and put uh, Google men shirtless. Exactly. Dick pics or whatever you used to Google. I don't know. Ooh, I couldn't wait to get home to, <laughs> to get on the internet with my dial up, my modem. Oh, God. Girl, These kids it was don't know worth what that it. Is. <laughs> It was worth those five minutes of waiting for the internet to start. I will say, one of the big giveaways where I knew I was gay, Mm -hmm. the underwear aisle. Oh, yes. The infamous underwear aisle. I feel like we all have those experiences. And I'm just like... Uh, I do. I need briefs. Do I need boxers? Do I need this? I forgot something in the the underwear aisle. aisle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I, uh, it was a lot. Yeah. It was a lot. Fun times. God, I can't I still look it. at those underwear packages. They're still hot. <laughs> you know, so do I, you know, and I linger, okay? I don't have to walk <laughs> past it all fast. I don't have to do a double take. You do I take photos. I sit there and I have no shame. He takes photos of them. Exactly. He starts touching Selfies the with the packaging. Like, look at me now, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> you know, things, times have changed. They sure have. All right, so um, let's see. I have one question for you. Sure. So with all that said, when did you come to terms with your sexuality? Not until my early 20s. Oh, okay. That was my second question is when, how old you were when you came out? No. Well, those are two different things. Mm-hmm. I came to terms with it in my early 20s. I see. I did come out when I was 23. 
Oh, okay. But I don't think I came to terms with it until I was like 21, 22. Gotcha. And I was really fighting it. Mm. And which is weird because like at 18, I was already hooking up with guys. Oh, really? So you were hooking up with guys before you came to terms with your sexuality? Hold on. <laughs> okay, no, 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 no. When when you mean when you say like come to terms with it, does that mean accepting it? Yeah. So okay. When you accepted okay, 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 it. Okay, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, I would literally hook up with guys, and I would still at that time was being somewhat still religious. Mm-hmm. So I was like, there's still hope for me to be converted to a straight man. Oh, so you would hook up with guys, and then after you'd be like, um, like, a, would you be ashamed of it? And then would you start hooking like? No, I would be, uh, yeah, like, no, 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 no. So, like, I would hook up with guys, and then as soon as I come, you know how you you have all this regret when you come? Yeah, yeah. So, I would have the regret, and then I was like, oh, girl, like, I need to go to church. Oh, okay, so when you had those feelings, you're like, okay, there's still hope for me because I don't feel right about it? Right. Gotcha. I started to realize that it, well, when I, when actually, like, came out, I realized that that regret that I had wasn't mm-hmm. because I didn't want to be gay. Why, well, you know, I didn't at the time. Yeah. But it's because sometimes you just have horrible hookups that you just regret. <laughs> I would just, <laughs> I would just think that's what that meant. Huh. Yeah. So like, I would go hook up, and then I would regret the hookup, and be like, oh my god, I regret it because I'm actually not gay, you guys. Yeah. Like I'm actually straight. No, it was just a horrible hookup. That's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine, like, being in the closet and hooking up with people. Um, Because I feel like, for me, it'd be like that, too. Because that's how it was when I would, like, watch porn. Like, I would immediately come and then I'd be like, oh, okay. Um, That was nasty. I can't believe I did that. I'm a good Christian and I'm never doing this again until the next day when I was doing it again. And you say, God, if you make me straight, I promise I'll never watch gay porn again. Exactly. So I feel like it would be like that, hooking up with an actual person while I was in the closet. Yeah. But with like a whole nother layer, you know? Mm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But you know, for me, I came to terms with my sexuality thanks to therapy. Um, when I was 19 years old, I like finally accepted the fact that I was gay. And then shortly after, like when I was 20, um, I started coming out like oh. officially. Wait, when did you start hooking up with guys? Um, I was a virgin until I was 22. I was a virgin oh until I got God. into my Loser. first relationship. I was, what? Yeah, I was saving myself for the right person. You I guys, wasn't a whore like you. I'm holding an L on my forehead in front of Eugene. <laughs> what a loser. I'm just joking. You know, that was my experience, and it is what it is. I mean, I don't have any regrets about no. how I chose to do things um, because I feel like, for me, I had a lot of fear and anxiety that I was battling, and that was why I started therapy. Mm. Um, I mean, but, I have a lot of regrets of my early hookups, so maybe that makes you feel better about yourself. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but um, all those those fears and anxieties they um, they were correlated to me being gay, and so when I finally like addressed that in therapy, coming out and coming to terms with my sexuality, um, just happened right after that, like hand in hand mm. almost. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cuz so much of my fear, anxiety, depression was related to being a gay youth. So did you develop depression? Yeah, as a result is what you mean? Like when yeah. I was a kid? Oh, yeah. absolutely, because Wait, I, as a kid? Like when do you remember being like, "Oh shit, I'm depressed because of this?" Um uh 
that's hard to say because I was always like a very shy, depressed child. And then I would have these really bad headaches and I would always go to the nurse's office because I hated being in school because I hated kids looking at me. So I ended up in the hospital once because I was having these agonizing headaches and they're like oh he's stressed he's probably depressed (laughs) and you guys should put him in therapy (laughs) do you think my parents put me in therapy uh no they took you to church they sent my ass to new york for a summer vacation (laughs) girl that's really what happened um no I, it didn't cure. <laughs> look at you no it you definitely don't look did cured. not cure it you need to and go back why, to new york that's why i had to go back to therapy <laughs> or not back but that's why i started therapy as soon as i got the hell out of my my childhood home but oh, atlanta yeah those remember, are fun times i remember i did develop depression and anxiety it's funny because i didn't know what anxiety and depression was mm. it i was always a very anxious child but yeah. I just thought it was like, oh, I'm just nervous all the time. And I remember the first time I had anxiety attack, I was like 20. Mm-hmm. And then I thought I just had low blood sugar. Mm. And I called my mom and I was like, uh, I'm feeling like this. She's like, oh, you just have low blood sugar. Get some or- orange juice. I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> and then it started happening more and oh, more wow. and more and more. And then it developed into depression. Mm-hmm. And then it developed into suicidal thoughts. Oh, wow. And that's when I was like, ooh, something has to change. Mm-hmm. And by that, something is I had to come out. Yeah. Well, yeah. good for you for having that that foresight to like know, okay, and to have the courage to, to be like, oh, you know what? This is why I'm feeling this way. And I'm going to come out. It took me three years, though. Mm-hmm. After like I realized that I was depressed and anxious and suicidal. Yeah. It took me three years to come out. But regardless, I mean, there's a lot of people out there who struggle with that and they never come out because they will end their life because everything else is just so hard for them which is so sad because you know how they say like it gets better Mm -hmm. i never believed it but it sure does it sure does you know and that's why it's so important for legislation like what's happening in florida to not be something that is passed you know because there's so many there's so many things that could go wrong, you know, with the youth out there. And it's just really disheartening to to think that there's a little gay boy out there that's hearing all this stuff. And he is so scared and alone. And he thinks he's wrong. And he, and saying, he thinks he he's thinks wrong. You know, he thinks there's something wrong with him. A lot of these conservative parents think, like, these kids are too young to listen to all this. It's, girl, we're not, they're not going to be playing gay porn in kindergarten. Mm-hmm. I don't know why every parent, every conservative parent immediately goes to sexualizing everything it's not about sex we're just talking about these kids like just knowing what's out there like knowing that okay like there are gay people in this world and there's nothing wrong with that and we could talk about that without being it it being an issue i remember like growing up i would never see gay gay characters on tvs or movies and if they were they were like the butt of the joke Mm -hmm. like it was funny to be gay it was a joke to be gay yeah no i have experiences like that as a child too and like i i mean the few like images of gay representation like it was to be laughing at those people you know it wasn't something that was celebrated and and so that's why also gay representation in media is so important but we could save that for another episode yeah and Uh, i think also talking about our full coming out story is a whole another episode yes so we'll do definitely do an episode on coming out but before we wrap up this episode i thought we could kind of ask that question um for all the drag race fans out there rupaul like she always asks that question for the finalists what would you tell 
tell your younger self? Oh, God. So for you, Chris, what would you tell your younger gay self? How old am I? How old am I talking? Well, let's talk to that third-year-old child, since for both of us, that kind of Mm. was our realization around that age. My third-year-old self. Third grade. Girl, it's going to get tough. But don't quit. Mm. Just keep going. And that fantasy in your head of you being able to have a boyfriend and a husband and being able to have a house and a cat and just live a normal life, Mm. but instead of a woman, it's with a man, it's possible. And it's real and it's happening. And you're happy. And you found the love of your life and he has a penis. Oh, he doesn't have a vagina. That is so sweet. That's so sweet. <laughs> That's and right, Chris. Little Chris. So happy. Well, you can call him Flacco. Little That's Flacco. right, Flacco. Okay, you know you're gonna have a penis one day. <laughs> <You> sure am. <laughs> and many penises, but many you penises. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm gonna be happy, and I'm gonna be accepted and loved by the people who are important in my life. Oh, that is so sweet. I love that. And there are going to be some people in my family members who uh, have a problem with it. But guess what? You don't give a fuck about them. (laughs) And you don't talk to them. And when they do try to talk to you, you fucking roll your eyes and you turn your back to them. That's right, Flacco. That's why. That's right. That's right, little Flacco. (laughs) (laughs) What would you tell your third-year-old self in 1987? My third-grader self? um, I would tell him, look, Eugene. I know you're scared and you feel alone at times and that's okay to feel that way. Um, there will come a day when you accept who you are and that you love yourself and that you can still have everything that you've ever wanted in life. It's going to look a little different, but God still loves you and you are not a sin and you will never, ever need to feel ashamed again. Wow. Yeah. That's so nice. Oh. <laughs> God still loves you? Or do yeah, you believe that, in God? That was a big thing for me. Oh, okay. So you just want to reassure him, your your thirty year old self that Yeah, that yeah. You know, even though you're hearing all this stuff at church and through T V and through your parents and like your peers, God still loves you and mm-hmm. that being gay is a gift and one day you're gonna realize that. Yeah. That's so, sweet. That's what um, I told him. Uh, you also did not mention him about me. Okay. <laughs> and you will meet a really great guy and you'll get married and you'll have a fur baby. Okay. Perfect. And a house. Yeah. And we got married in San Francisco. It was so cute. Yes. You know, give him the damn details. Poor Eugene's <laughs> like, what happened? Well, poor Eugene is so anxious <laughs> and so alone. He just wants to be able to survive today. All right. <laughs> that's why you have to give him something to look forward to. Okay. <laughs> but that's so sweet. Yeah. So th- it's I nice think, looking back. Yeah. I mean, it's a little traumatizing and there's definitely a lot of childhood trauma that I've experienced, but Mm -hmm. it's nice to know where I came from and where I'm at now. Yeah. And I think for us being now gay adults in our thirties, we have come to terms with all those issues that we had, all the trauma that we had as children. I mean, for me, I mean, thank you to therapy. I mean, that's such a huge thing. And I, I recommend that to anybody out there who still has these issues surrounding their sexuality. Yeah. But I feel like nowadays it's a lot easier Mm -hmm. for kids to come out and i'm not saying that like well nowadays it's easy because it's still hard this is still a hard subject Mm -hmm. but you know i just see kids who are in high school and middle school and just talk about sexuality like it's nothing 
and like straight kids defending gay kids and be like uh what's the problem you yeah. know it's so different and things have changed so much since i was a kid that it's so nice to see it's amazing to see you know and all we could do as gay adults is to hope that the world keeps on turning in a positive direction so it will it will gen z is not allowing boomers to control ah. the world ah. Ah. thanks that's gen our, uh, gen z, uh, <laughs> that's our call to the gen z ah. listeners ah. <laughs> oh my god i'm so, ah. I'm so nervous ah. <laughs> okay sounds like you're choking now it sounds like ren and stimpy <laughs> all right uh, you guys ren i think on stimpy. okay yeah that show in the 90s yeah i vaguely that that show was so creepy to me i don't know why <laughs> sorry on that note you guys i think we are gonna go ahead and wrap up this week's episode yes this has been the intermingle podcast yeah you guys episode three again we just need to reiterate that this is episode three three weeks in a row that we're actually doing this consistent queens up in here yes and i can't wait for next week which is gonna be number four which is gonna be officially a month I know a month of doing wow. the podcast. Who'd have thunk? Who would have thunk? Tell your friends. Tell your gay friends. Tell your gay cousin. Tell your gay brother and sister. Tell the straights too. Tell the oh, allies. Mm-hmm. Tell the bi's. The lesbians. The non-binary girls out here. The trans girls. We are a the podcast. Asexuals, the pansexuals. We are a podcast for the LGBTQ community. We're for you guys. Yes. All right, you guys. So on that note, we are out of here. Yes. Have a great week, you guys. And we'll talk to you next Monday. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. All right. Bye. Bye, you guys. Bye.